the head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, joins us. Coach, congratulations. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Michael, Rich, how are we doing? Good. Doing great. We're doing great, thanks. Uh, you know, I was saying to these guys, I've been to a lot of games here over the last number of years. That was as loud as I can remember this place. Maybe ever. There was a lot of energy, a lot of energy in the stadium. You could really feel it in pregame. It was, it was great. It was really good. And does that sort of thing give your team something to feed off of in that second half when you're trying to come from behind? Yeah, I guess we, I wish we could have gotten them into the game in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> they were ready to go, and we didn't give them really much to much to cheer about. So they hung in there. It was it was an awesome crowd, though. I thought there was, like I said, really a lot of energy, a lot of excitement in the air. You could feel it in pregame, and certainly in the fourth quarter, once things got going, I think after Slater's tackle on the kickoff, I mean, it seemed like the whole stadium just erupted. I mean, like they usually do on touchdowns, but you know, in plays like that or. Amendola's punt return, those plays are just, you know, sacks, uh, Gilmore's knockdown. I mean, it was there was some explosive reactions, which uh, it was awesome. I know you don't l- watch this stuff because you've got a few other things going on, but this, the tackle, the Slater tackle, came moments after living on a prayer, and they showed John Bon Jovi leading the singing along with the— and this place was jumping when they showed him up there. It was. I, I told him after the game, I said, John, you, you've got the you got this place going like I don't think I've ever seen it going before in a football game. And then you're right, then that play followed that up. That's exactly right. But, yeah, I did notice, uh, I did notice John doing a little wave in there while we were getting ready for the kickoff. There's so many plays to talk about, as you just alluded to. One of them, uh, third and 18, and I've heard you say many times— when you get into those situations, it's not like you look at your call sheet and say, okay, here's the, here's our third and 18 play. Uh, just what were you thinking before that sequence, and were were you in two-down territory at, at any point if, if you don't pick up that third and 18, or it's just like, okay, we don't pick it up, we're going to have to punt this thing? Um, yeah, well, first of all, um, Jacksonville is the best team in the league on third and 10-plus. So we went into the game kind of saying we need to stay out of this range. They're pretty good. They have a good pass rush. They get good depth on their drops and so forth. Um, on that play, uh, as always, you're at the mercy of the coverage. They played a split safety coverage, a quarters coverage. And so Danny got behind the linebackers pretty quickly, and the safeties are wide. And um, he got into that into that space there between the, between the two safeties. And um, Tom saw it, and it just – opened up for just a, an instant and um tom made a great throw danny got to the, got to that space it was a low throw which it kind of needed to be because the um they were closing on him. church was closing on him but went down and got it and it was that was a huge play for us um yeah i don't know what would happen on fourth down depending maybe on how far it was and so forth but when it's third and 18 you're not really thinking about fourth and inches you're probably looking at fourth and 18 or fourth and 10 or if you get lucky at first down and that that's the way it turned out brandon cooks had a had a great game and something he's been doing all year long is drawing pass interference penalties is that his speed that puts him in that position is, yeah. is it route running is it something else yeah he's got a lot of speed uh he can he he's quick too and he's very uh quick to get by those corners at the intermediate level in that in that 12 to 14 yard area he runs a lot of comebacks and Plays like that, so they sometimes they have, and he caught two or three of those um, out there. First on uh, Bouye, and then uh, later on, uh, when they move Ramsey over on him, I think um, 
Josh and, and Tom did a good job of having the complimentary route of coming down kind of wasn't a double move it was just kind of a little bit of a hesitation and he ran by him and um and then Ramsey Ramsey got him pretty good and, and um, they got him good in, in the second quarter on the go route uh, where Bouye pushed him out of bounds so his speed's definitely a, a factor out there and uh, you're right he's he's that's come up a couple times this year bit of a dramatic week here in terms of injury and practice reports and things like that at what point during the week were you confident Tom was going to be able to do what he needed to do to play for you uh well I think this is a lot more of a a media circus than it was a football crisis I never really saw it that way I don't think anybody did so um was what it was and Sometimes things happen during the week, and then they usually, if they happen early enough and they're not too serious, they have a chance to resolve, and that's basically what happened. How do you think he threw the ball yesterday? Good, uh, good. Looked like the same no no throws that he couldn't make, or I didn't think so. I thought he made a lot of good throws. Um, so I, I thought he threw the ball well um, and did a good job stepping up in the pocket. There was certainly some dis- disruptive rushes from. The Jacksonville defense, the ends, the tackles inside. I thought he did a nice job of stepping up in the pocket, finding space, and and getting the ball out on time. So, was there there wasn't a, a point this week where you thought, or last week, that you thought he wasn't going to go on Sunday? Um. Well, I don't really look at it that way, um, Rich. I just again. Sometimes guys get banged up in practice. Um, you wait and see how it resolves, and then you figure it out. And after a period of time, once things got a chance to – they looked at it and had a chance to kind of go through the process a little bit and see how it all worked out, um, it, was, it was okay. Sabermetricians in baseball claim there's no such thing as clutch, to which Red Sox fans respond, David Ortiz – do you believe in football there's such a thing as clutch, and is Danny Amendola clutch? Well, uh, I certainly think there's uh, something to performing well under pressure, and I would say Danny performs very well under pressure. Uh, he has some of the some of his biggest and best plays are in most critical situations. Um, guys like Kevin Falk and Troy Brown um, also, I would say, had those characteristics, so. Thank you. I'd say we kind of know it when we see it. We've seen it uh, from from guys in the past, and I would definitely put Danny in that category. Uh, it's an interesting point. I wonder when do you when do you see it? Can you see it? And like with those guys, Kevin Falk was in the league and displayed it, and, uh, and Danny Amendola has been in the league. Can you see it in college? Well, college is college. I, I think we certainly saw it in the in the opener in Buffalo. Um, was it four years ago? where he made play after play and tight catch after tight catch on the final drive where we kicked the field goal to win on the second to last play of the game, whatever it was, up in Buffalo. Um, so that was – we saw that pretty early. I mean, he made some some remarkable plays in that game, held on to the ball in some tough, with some tough hits. So, But he's – yeah, he's done a good job of that. Uh, I thought the punt return play was as big as any of the catches he made. Uh, he – came up and kind of looked like he was waving it off kind of got the I think the the coverage to just throttle just a split second and 
Then he got a step or half a step there and was able to get to the edge and pick up basically two first downs on that return. Um, we had great, uh, great punt rush force on that play from um, Grissom, Bolden, and Brandon King, where they took the whole side, the the right side of the punt team, our left side on the return side, and just ran all three of those guys right back into into the punter. And there was a big pile of bodies there, ten yards behind the line of scrimmage. So it was really nobody out in coverage, or not a lot of coverage. Uh, Bohannon got out, but uh, Jordan Richards eventually got on him too. And so there was some space there, and Danny was able to hit it, and like I said, basically gained two first downs on that return. So that was a huge play for us. I'm, I'm talking about there are a bunch of guys. You think about over the years who have made these plays. You mentioned Kevin Falk already. Kevin Falk, Troy Brown was one of them. You know, Mike Vrabel gets the head coaching <laughs> job today. He's another one. Jared Redman. Uh, Edelman. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Dante yeah. Hightower. I mean, is is it – you couldn't. I mean, do you know that these guys, when you when they first get here, hey, this guy has the kind of temperament, kind of makeup where we put him in challenging situations, or he, he's going to be fine handling adversity. Do you know that, or do you just have to go through that to see what somebody's made of? I think ultimately you have to go through it and prove it. Um, sure, you get indications sometimes, or you you feel like that's the type of player it is um but until or he is until you actually see it and that it happens um you know dev mccordy pat chung um duran making adjustments making calls recognizing things again in the most critical situations in the game making those right decisions um tackle devin made there on third and seven for about six it was a strong tackle and um, just knowing how much you can give them and how much you can't give them, you know, and that's a yard later and that's a first down. Maybe it turns out differently. So those are the kind of plays that um, when you make them, then you have confidence in them, making them again. And a lot of times those guys continue to, to do that. Bruski was another guy. Uh, the stop he made in the, in the uh, Oakland game in the snow on third and one, um, then he rips the ball away from Edger and James in the um, playoff game um, two years later. So things like that. Uh, it's not one play. It's kind of a series of plays, and just kept seeing the same guys, same guys making them. It's, after a while, you kind of have a lot of respect for him to do that. What did you think of the uh, hit on Gronk that knocked him out of the game? What do you mean what I think of it? Was that one of those kind of just football plays? Was it just two guys moving really fast? Do you think it was uh, dirty? It was, a, it was a head-to-head hit somewhere in between? Two officials threw flags. I think it was a penalty. Yeah. You think there, were, there was an intent to go, to go up high look, or anything like that? You can't judge intent. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I can't judge intent. I think it was a penalty. There's no question. We've talked a number of times over the years about uh, the job that Dante Scarnecchia does. I thought your offensive line – especially in the second half, really performed well. Pass protection especially because you were having to throw the ball a lot. I thought did a really good job against a very good rush. They did do a good job. Um, they did a good job. Cam, uh, especially at right tackle, did a did a really good job. Nate Nate had a lot of good pass rushers over on his side um, between Fowler and uh, 91. I was in trouble with that pronunciation. Um <laughs> But <laughs> they, um, 
you know, they did a good job. We also got some good blocks from our backs and tight ends. Sometimes we were uh, bumping those guys on the way out, and um, James White, Dwayne Allen, um, Dion did a good job of kind of helping the line and still getting out into the pattern. Uh, we didn't get blitz much in the game. There were only three blitzes, so we had an opportunity to, uh, at times with their coverage, bump the end and then get out in the pattern. And so we had kind of maybe five and a half blockers or, you know, five plus two half blockers on either side. So call it kind of a six man, those kind of things. So th- that was definitely helpful too. But the line did a good job. And then, and again, they have good players up there. They have good depth. When we talked with you last week, you were still in the process of, of preparing for them, getting ready, getting more information on them. As you got later in the week, uh, what do you think some of the things were? What were some of the challenges or anticipated challenges of, of dealing with Jacksonville, like a, the top couple of things that stood out to you? Well, good running team um, and different runners. Uh, obviously, Fournette's a really good downhill runner. Uh, Yeldon's an explosive player, and uh, so is Grant, uh, and so is Bortles. Now, Bortles didn't carry the ball against us, either on a scramble or on a quarterback keep, uh, but we were very aware of him. I felt like our defensive ends and outside linebackers did a real good job of being disciplined and not getting hurt by him uh, like Pittsburgh did, like Buffalo did on a couple critical scrambles. Um, so they they do a good job in the running game. They're, they have a very explosive play-action passing game which comes off the running game, and they, they got us a few times on that. Uh, a couple of them were plays where we dropped deep into coverage to take away the, I would say, the primary receiver, and they end up throwing checkdowns for good yardage. Uh, we got a couple of those intermediate plays, like when Eric Rowe knocked a, knocked down the over route uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, but that was tough. And then they're, they're a pretty good red area team because they can run the ball. Um, Mercedes Lewis is a big target down there, and, and he got us once. Um, you know, defensively, they're a very strong front, and, and linebackers are fast. Smith and Miles Jack are fast. Uh, their ends are fast in pursuit, so uh, they stripped us on the play from behind there. Jack made a made a good a good play on that. Came a long way. Uh, so their team speed was uh, was definitely a problem. So. It- Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it looks like three straight weeks now against uh, big running backs as well, you know, with Henry and then Fournette and then the Philadelphia backs, all guys that you certainly can't can't arm tackle. Nope. No, Philly has good backs. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Philly, but they, they definitely have good backs, very good skill players, and, you know, they can move the ball and score points, and, and we know they're good on defense. So, um, look, there's a reason why they're in this game. Uh, they've earned their way, and they've got a great football team. It'll be a big challenge for us. How much was Josh's uh, packages and play calling affected when Gronk went out of the game? Were there things that you planned to do that you now couldn't do because he wasn't there? Well, there are always a couple. Sure. I mean, there are always a couple plays that uh, Rob's a pretty special player that uh, not everybody's going to make or you're not going to design for everybody. But the majority of the offense is uh, the, 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 by far the majority of the offense uh, is able to transfer to to the next player. I mean, when one guy's out of the game, we can't go to fifty new plays, or two guys got out of the game, hundred new. Play, we just can't do that. So, Dwayne did a good job. I thought Dwayne stepped in there, blocked well. Uh, again, the block he made on the on Dion's run 
on the third and ten. He uh, took out like three guys. Yeah, he and Nate had a good combo block there on Malik Jackson, who was out of dance. So they moved Jackson in that situation. Uh, they put a bigger guy in, um, and and Nate and, and uh, Dwayne did a great job on him. So they washed him back into Smith and kind of washed him back into Plesny, who had to bubble around by the time Plesny got there. Dion had the first down, and we were kneeling on the ball. So Dwayne's done a good job for us uh, all year as, as a blocker, and he's made a couple um, key catches for us. Uh, doesn't have the pass-receiving production, but when you have Rob in there, it's you – know, I mean, that's obviously a guy that, that Tom or any quarterback would want to throw to. And, um, so we missed Rob. Hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, sometimes you practice like you play. Sometimes. Uh, have you ever seen Gilmore make a play like he did in the game in practice? It was a tremendous, yeah. tremendously athletic play. Yeah, Stefan's a good player. He's he's made a lot of good plays, and he's a hard guy to throw against. Um, his speed and his length, uh, again, those over routes, it's hard for the receivers to run away from him, and then he's got the reach to to be able to to get to some balls that uh, some of the corners can't get to. So, um, yeah, he he's done a good job for us all year, and has played I'd say his best football here in the last I'll call it six weeks or so, where we've really needed it the most. So, um, it's a great thing to have going into this week. Great image following the game uh, they caught on TV. You and Matt Patricia. Uh, embracing and, and celebrating and you know going to the Super Bowl reason enough to, to celebrate but is also part of it knowing that this coaching staff has two more weeks together this entire roster because every year there are changes every year people leave but but knowing that this team gets two more weeks to work to work together is that also part of it well having two more weeks to work together is, is a big part of it that's what we worked last week for was to to be able to keep going so um I just think that that was a very emotional game um behind the whole game never really got control of the game um till about the last minute and a half or whatever uh, so i think there was just you know again just a lot of emotion being behind and really didn't play very well defensively uh in the first half gave up a bunch of third down conversions couldn't get off the field um and then in the fourth quarter late in the th- well they got the two field goals in the second half and we made some stops but um, particularly in the fourth quarter, we had field position. We were able to keep it and uh, made a couple stops when we had them backed up and gave the offense a good opportunity to score and then the punt return. And just the whole defensively fighting through the adversity and uh, maybe some of the troubles we had in the first half, but being able to come back and really play well. Um, and the same thing offensively. It's kind of the same when I hugged Josh. It was the same feeling of, Know, three points in the first half until two minutes and we had the two minute drive and then uh same thing couldn't really get going again it's 20 to 10 with 12 minutes to go in the game and you know we ran the double pass to try to get something going and it, and it did and and then we ended up losing the ball and but that defensive stop after that to come in and be able to uh, get the ball back after that sudden change and, and then we had the long 85 yard drive i think it was offensively to make it 2017, and then with 2017, now it's a one-score game. Now you feel like, okay, well, we got a chance, but boy, it took us a long time to get to that point. Uh, so I don't know if those were feelings of uh, exuberation, relief. Uh, All of the above. Stress, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of everything. There was a lot of high blood pressure on the sideline, I can tell you that. 
I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but the Patriots and WEEI announced today a multi-year contract extension for Patriots Monday and Patriots Friday. Hope you don't mind us coming back and hanging around for a while after this. I hope I'm on it. <laughs> Unless you got something to we announce, I think you, you, your chances are pretty good. Because uh, uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun, I think, for fans to be able to hear your perspective on what's going on out there. Thanks. Well, uh, always enjoy, always enjoy the conversation. Enjoy being on. It's good uh, way to kind of recap the week and get started on on the new opponent. And so we have a good, we have a good routine, good flow. Well, congratulations. Uh, before that, oh, 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 wait, oh, oh wait a minute. You'll <laughs> love this. And I thought of it I, as soon as I saw it happen yesterday. I said, "That's the one I want to do." So it's third down, end of the game, and you got the formation, and it looks like they're going to run. And you ran. Deion Lewis picks up the first down. Hey, there it is. Just replaying it right now as I, as I describe it on third and nine. Uh, just what did you see? That I mean, there's so many things there. I'm sure you're excited about the fact that you're going to win the game uh, is the top one. But what did you see there? Well, at at that point, we had um, we lost yardage on the first play, and then uh, so now it's second and thirteen. Then we ran a of a blast play, a, a trap play, gained three or four yards, and they made it third and nine, third and ten. Um, Jacksonville used both their timeouts after that play, and so on third down, third and ten, we didn't want to leave them a timeout. So we were going to run the ball on third down, make them use their third timeout, and then if we didn't pick it up, um, our punting game was, I felt good about that, punt the ball down there and make them go the length of the field, four-point lead. Um, so they would need a touchdown and, and, uh, with no timeouts and, uh, plenty of time, but a long way to go and no timeouts. So we felt like that was the best, uh, option there. Um, the other option for them would have been instead of that fourth and 13 where Gilmore broke it up would have been to punt us down, do the same thing, timeout, 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 and try to get the ball back. Um, but anyway, the way it turned out, uh, we were thinking punt, no timeouts, length of the field. Um, and again, that's the kind of play where a lot of times the defense is, they're kind of, you know, inside, they're pinching in there tight. They're not really sometimes as good on the edges as what they might be in a normal situation because of the situation. And, uh, as I said, really the key to the play was the block with Solder and, and Dwayne Allen. They, they got Jackson knocked back and, and they were able to then get, Dwayne was able to get to Smith. And that cut off the rest of the defense, so nobody else could get there. Plosny couldn't get there, and uh, they just couldn't get across. And and Devlin made the kickout block, and you know Dion was able to squirt through there. And and uh, then I thought Dion made a really you know the kind of play you want Dion to make is once he got through there and he could see the first down yardage, he covered up. He got that second hand on the ball because of what happened earlier when Jack stripped him, and uh, you know showed great ball security awareness in in that situation, which. Uh, which you know was the right play and, and a smart play at that point in time. So it was a huge play in the game. It really took them out of that last drive that we didn't have to defend, and um, we'll take it. Congratulations on the win. Uh, good luck in, in <clears throat> Minneapolis. We'll talk one more time and uh, and look forward to it. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Thanks. Dale, Rich, Thanks. Michael. Thank, thank you. you, Patriots head coach Bill Belichick here on Sports Radio WEEI.